0: Hello everyone, this is the first episode of our brand new podcast, Linguids Minibytes.
1: We want to encourage language learners and share some tips on how to become a fluent speaker.
0: My name is Gunnar. I'm an English teacher from Russia, Yekaterinburg.
1: And my name is Roy, I'm also an English teacher from London in the United Kingdom.
0: In this episode, we are going to share some stories about our language journeys
1: and why we want to encourage others to learn another language.
0: Okay, Roy, to start off, what languages are you studying?
1: I've been learning Korean for three years and I've recently started learning Russian. They each have their own writing system and some unique challenges to them, especially coming at them as a native English speaker. So, what languages other than English do you speak, Guna?
0: Well, I come from a mixed family. My mum is Russian and my dad is Azeri. My native language is Russian. However, I can understand and speak Azeri with a horrible accent, though. Uh, I could speak Azeri much better when I was a kid, because right now English took up all the free space in my brain.
1: So, Gunnar, why did you choose to learn English?
0: Uh, I guess for me, speaking a foreign language um, is a superpower. As I already mentioned, when I was a kid, I picked up my dad's native language really quickly, but that was due to circumstance because we used to travel to his home country, whereas learning English was my choice. It was my favorite subject at school and I'm really passionate about it. What about you, Roy? How did you get interested in learning languages?
1: To me, learning a language opens a lot of doors and new opportunities to you. Even if you don't speak a language fluently. So, as in a personal example, when I was 18, I travelled to Russia on my own. Uh, at the time, I didn't know any Russian at all. But I learned how to read Cyrillic because it's it's essentially just another alphabet, like the Latin alphabet. And you won't you know pronounce things properly, but if you take the time to read it and, and learn it, and suddenly you'll realize that you can understand a lot more things. It opened up my eyes when I realized that a lot of words uh, share similar origins actually. So I could suddenly read signs which said things like taxi, toilet, hotel, very simple things. But if you're a solo traveler and you can work this out without having to ask anyone, it makes a big difference. So to me, it's like solving a puzzle and unlocking the mystery all languages are meant to be understood. So it's simply a case of whether you have the time and the motivation to understand them. So for me, I like the challenge aspect of learning another language.
0: I feel the same, Roy. I really like your comparison of learning a language. It is really like completing a jigsaw puzzle.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. So... Is there any particular eureka memory you have where knowing another language really made an impact in some way?
0: Well, to be honest, I have them on a regular basis, these moments. Uh, Even the fact that I'm doing a podcast in English right now, it's a constant source of joy. Maybe the first memory that comes to mind is uh, probably doing a teaching course in London two years ago. That was huge. Uh, for me in my career. Also, I did a lot of solo traveling around the UK, met new friends, uh, and it just feels great. I'm looking forward to experiencing more Eureka moments related to speaking English.
1: So, Guna, was your solo trip to the UK the first time you found yourself somewhere where very few people spoke your native language and you had to rely on English to get by? Uh,
0: Yeah, it was, uh, and I was more than ready. It was my first time but I made the most of my trip and tried to speak English as much as possible. Uh, I can actually ask you a question, because we met on this course. What did you make of my level?
1: (laughs) We did, we did. Uh, In fact, you and one other girl were the only non-native English speakers who took that course, and I was very impressed. Uh, So you, you didn't really have any sort of Russian accent, and I honestly wasn't sure where you were from at first. Because you spoke very clearly, but without any particular English accent. And as I'm sure you're aware, uh, there are a lot of different accents in the UK. So it can be very easy to tell where someone's from. But you didn't have that. So it was a bit... I didn't really know where to place you. However, your actual competency with English was very good. And nowadays, I simply consider you like any other native English speaker. So how did you get to this point?
0: Thank you, Roy. Uh, For me, it wasn't an immersive experience. I learned, and I am still learning English in a bookish, traditional sort of way. Uh, When I was a kid, I took lessons with tutors. Then I was preparing for my exams. Uh, For me, it's always been fun. I guess that is the key, whether it's learning a tough, uh, tricky grammar rule or making a sentence with a new idiom. Uh, then I studied linguistics at uni and uh, I decided to become an English teacher in my second year.
1: I completely agree with you, especially about the having fun part. So learning is something that can go from being really dull and an annoyance to being something that is really fun and you actively want to do as if you're having fun while you're doing it.
0: Absolutely. Roy, would you like to share some details about learning Russian? <laughs>
1: Well, I've currently been learning Russian for about eight or nine months now. So in some ways, it's similar to English, like I mentioned above, with words like taxi and lift. And the the words are the same. They're just written using the Cyrillic alphabet and maybe with a different stress, but they're understandable just by reading the Cyrillic alphabet. However... In other times, I think Russian has some impossibly long words for what are relatively common sayings, like strastfuchir for hello. But personally, I just say privyet because it's so much easier. <laughs> uh, so, But at the moment, I'm just building up my vocabulary and adjusting to Russian stress and pronunciation. But my biggest pet peeve... That I've come to in Russian so far which is a pet peeve of mine in languages in general is gender such as with gender nouns.
0: Roy I'm sure you will master gender nouns taking into account your positive attitude towards learning Russian and uh, by the way thanks to our lessons I realized that Russian pronunciation is not that straightforward.
1: <laughs> uh, yes I do agree on that from what little I know but spasiba. Uh, so, you know, you essentially you have the opposite experience to me. So you're a native Russian speaker who learned English. So are there any particular examples for you of some aspect of English that you found tricky or strange coming from a native Russian background?
0: Oh, OK. Let me see. That's a really good question. Uh, you know, some people believe that the most difficult aspect of English grammar is tenses. However, I think that there is more to grammar than tenses, and the rules for tenses are actually quite consistent compared to other topics. So my top three would be, our uh, number one, articles, then uh, probably phrasal verbs, and the last one, verb patterns. And I think the verb patterns, yeah, they require a lot of time and practice.
1: I see. So, could you provide some examples of those? Do you do they have equivalents in Russian, or are they something completely novel to a native Russian speaker?
0: I don't want to get into too much detail, uh, otherwise our listeners are going to fall asleep halfway through. I guess some English verbs are followed by infinitives, whereas others are followed by a verb with ing or a gerund. There are loads of exceptions, and most patterns you simply need to memorize. If you remain patient and give yourself some time because you won't be able to cover this topic in one go, it will pay off in the long run and it will definitely boost your fluency.
1: I completely agree. but I think that the key to successful language acquisition is patience and persistence because everybody makes progress at a different pace and your experiences can differ wildly depending on both the language you are learning and your own native language
0: so true roy uh, what do you think if you were to give a piece of advice to someone who wants to start learning english what would it be
1: uh, so my advice would be to try to get an english tutor if you can so that there are very many high quality resources available for learning english online so there is a lot that you can do by yourself as an english learner however it's hard to match the value of having someone that you can ask questions and have them correct your mistakes. So I believe that having a tutor can really accelerate your progress in a language. There's nothing stopping you from making this progress on your own, but a tutor can help you get there that much faster and they can show you where you're going wrong or help you in areas that you struggle in. Having native speakers to talk to can also help, But it's important to keep in mind that native speakers don't necessarily make good teachers. and In fact, they often don't. Uh, Is there something that you found especially valuable on your language learning journey, Guna?
0: You've made a good point. I think for some people, working with a tutor is really helpful. However, these days, there are loads of people who learn foreign languages on their own. And uh, we can record another episode comparing these two approaches to learning. However, when it comes to learning English uh, and um, my personal experience, I've always been curious. I think that curiosity is a really useful trait for a learner. For me, covering a new topic or making a, a new sentence with a brand new expression, it is still exciting. So curiosity and a positive attitude would be the most valuable items in my learning English kit.
1: Yes, absolutely. The phrase curiosity killed the cat definitely does not apply here. The more curious and exploratory you are, the better. So you have to take these things at a reasonable pace. You have to learn to crawl before you can walk and to walk before you can run. But students who are eager and want to learn, even just by themselves, are the ones that are the most likely to succeed. Well, Gunnar, I think we're coming up on the end of our very first ever episode of Linguit's Minibytes. This has been a lot of fun, and I hope that our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Would you like to wrap up?
0: Yeah, I think it's time to finish. I really enjoyed it, and I hope to share more useful tips and tales about learning a foreign language. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Bye.